This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. On September 13th, an Indian judge sentenced four young men to death for the brutal rape and subsequent death of a 23-year-old woman in New Delhi. That attack, which occurred on a moving bus as it was being driven through a part of town frequented by diplomats sends shockwaves throughout the entire country of India. Massive demonstrations ensued, government commissions were established, and new laws were passed to both deter and punish these sorts of crimes. Here to talk about that case and her own work as a human rights lawyer in India is Rutuparna Mohante. Ms. Mohante has represented rape victims and their families in in her home state of Orissa. She is also the founder of a shelter for sexually exploited women and girls called Magara, which is Hindi for Mother's Home. And this month, she is a guest here in San Diego of the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice. Rutoparna Mohante, welcome to uh, Legally Speaking. Thank you very much. Last year, there were something like 25,000 rapes that were reported in India, and there were undoubtedly many more that occurred in the country. So what was it about this particular incident uh, in New Delhi uh, that uh, got so much attention even before the victim died? Was it that this uh, incident was so much more vicious than most? Uh, incidents like this, or were there other factors, do you think, that were involved here? Particularly, the Delhi case uh, is unique. Why? Why is this unique? Uh, Because uh, in this case, media was played a very vital role. And they really, media really makes people aware that the uh, law in favor of women, the system in favor of women, yeah. nothing is working now. But now well, it is the need. Yeah, that is that is now it is the need. The public should raise the voice. But but why was the media so drawn to this case, and why, as opposed to so many other cases, which the media ignores? Yeah, uh, that's true, but maybe it is a capital uh, city of our country, and uh, the most of the young boys, girls you might have seen the television, they came off, they they uh, stand with this case, and uh, it's forced to make a new law, new new policy to set up Burma Commission in our country. Uh, though we are fighting since two decades, three decades, that law should be changed because we have still our colonial law. I, I've read that New Delhi is considered the, the rape capital of India, that there are more rapes in, in New Delhi than any other major city in the country. Is that true? No, no. I think uh, Delhi is more safe uh, for women, safer really? than other states. I'll, I'll tell my state about my state. Maybe reporting... Uh, Reported case is less uh, or uh, more uh, somewhere it is compares, but there is many cases unreported. Mm-hmm. I, I have I have because I have exposure to every tribal village, 
rural village and also bigger city and networking with a lot of organization working in throughout our throughout our country so i know uh, where the people are our uh, where there is report uh, case is reported then we thought that case is more here but maybe where there is no reporting there is no people uh, you know the, the police is uh, not active to report the cases there are also many cases happening like uh, do you think that the judge yeah. in that new delhi case mm-hmm. did the right thing when he sentenced four uh, of those uh, defendants to death yeah death penalty is not the solution i'll rather say that if they will have the life uh, whole life imprisonment uh, that will be uh, better but now you, it is it you're is against the death penalty yeah general as a matter of principle yeah the death penalty is not going to solve this problem because mm-hmm. they will just uh, one time they will die so they should re- realize what they have did But how how you know there was so much support for the idea yeah. of having these guys yeah. hang yeah and there were demonstrations on the street yeah if the judge didn't hand down the death penalty wouldn't there be a lot of demonstrations maybe even riots had the judge not give <laughs> uh, handed down the death sentence i know i know the situations you know i am not talking about this case i am talking the situation uh, is like that the judge uh, uh, maybe judge should not force to do any judgment just should be judicious even if uh, there is any kind of uh, uh, force from the people but uh, thing is it is not the ipc indian penal code that's where the sentence or the uh, the uh, punishment came up that is regarding crpc because the procedurals why this uh, why you are thinking there is very low conviction in india because of procedure is very critical i'll tell you one example if police will not file the charge sheet within 120 days then the rape accused the uh, traffickers whoever may be the accused the murderer he will get bail mm. automatically and it's totally depends upon two four evidence like oral evidence circumstantial evidence physical evidence and material evidence that will be collected by the law enforcement but law enforcement is corrupt in india yeah. very much corrupt yeah and how we expect that the fair uh, charge sheet or report will be filed in the court and 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 uh, that is why you are always in fear that even if the culprit will be arrested because of the lengthy judiciary process because of the corrupt law enforcement will not get the justice the, the police are corrupt the system is inefficient people are deterred from pressing charges right yeah um is is there another problem here as well this sense that family honor and uh, feminine virtue mm-hmm. uh uh 
uh, incentivizes both the victims and families to cover up rather than seek justice when one of these crimes occurs. Let me just read to you that, you know, sometime before the trial, the lawyer who represented three of the defendants in that New Delhi case, he gave uh, an interview with, with a reporter, mm-hmm. and, and, and he expressed the view during that interview that no respectable woman in, in India is ever raped. He said, quote, I have not seen a single incident or example of rape with a respected lady. Um, would you say that that sort of thinking, if you can call it thinking, is still very prevalent in India today? Yes, yes, that is a that is a also that is also a bothering for a women rights activist, and uh, you know because of uh, culture, because of social stigma, the rape victim, the sexually abused victim, repeatedly victimized by the society, by the family, by some, you know, that's, uh, there is no support system at all. That is why we are really uh, feeling very sorry sometimes. Whenever, you know, they are not taking it, it is accident. Mm-hmm. It is an accident for women. If somebody, the male, will lose his leg or hand in accident, the woman is not behaving like this. Why the, the patriotic uh, mindset is behaving women like this? Why this society is be, um, behaving women like this when she is facing an accident? So I'm, I'm really uh, worried about that. And we have done a lot of uh, program orienting people uh, for not stigmatize the victim. Even if not only the, uh, the family or society or community, you go to the the mindset the, you go to the we, after the after the rape uh, the victim goes to the doctor for medical examination i find in my country i when i accompanied with the rape victims the doctor the nurse also looking at to her like she has done some crime the police also behave like that so every system is not in favor of the victim mm-hmm. How will they, will they will never give the respect, even if a woman will, uh, who is from a respectable family, if she will be raped, if that will come to the notice of the people, yeah. people will look at her in different way. So that is why, even if the 60% women are harassed in uh, workplace in India, as per uh, survey of the Press Trust of India, and uh, the, uh, there are a lot of sexual abuse, there are a lot of rape is happening in the rural area, in travel area, the family is not uh, you know, dare to report also. They think you will just not go to the uh, public. And, and you don't think in this very highly publicized case in yeah. New Delhi yeah. that the fact that these young men got the death penalty, you mm-hmm. don't think that will help any of this? You don't think that the, uh, the, the extreme nature of the sentence will improve any of the, you know, will solve or not even, or, you know, improve the situation that you're describing? Not in a big way. But what after is, that, we, after that, I'll tell you, after that, thousands of rapists are 
uh, occurred in our country. Mm-hmm. But uh, what about the? I, I was written a, uh, in my small newspaper. I have written editorial that yes, uh, the four uh, culprit got death sentence, but in my state there was another rape and murder of a. Uh, minor girl and uh, her case was uh, pending in the high court because of some um, uh, police uh, uh, you know defect in charge sheet the prosecutor the lawyer of the um, defense uh, defense lawyer he has uh, made it uh, you know, uh, they have stopped it in the high court where they have uh, uh, the petition uh, not to progress. So what about that? That case is pending. Mm. Thousands of cases pending still. Right. And I heard there's like 100,000 cases now pending, pending in, now. In, in India, they're, rape cases. Yeah, they're, they're, they're seeking yeah. for justice yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you if you can explain something to me. You know, since India won its independence from Great Britain, something like, what, 65 years ago, yeah. it's not as if women haven't obtained uh, positions of power and influence, starting with Indira Gandhi, who won four elections and ruled the country for uh, something like 15 years. Uh, today, the, pres- the president of the uh, country's ruling Congress party is a woman, as is the speaker of uh, the lower house of parliament uh, is a woman. There have been three women on uh, the uh, Supreme Court of India. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if women haven't obtained these very influential positions. It's not as if women haven't figured prominently in, in your history. And, and yet I read that uh, India, there was one survey done that uh, showed India being the fourth most dangerous country in the world for women. Uh, slightly better than Afghanistan and the Congo, but actually worse than Somalia. So why is it I mean, that, you know, given that there have been some, you know, a good number of prominent women in India who've obtained these very powerful positions, why is it that there's still so much misogyny there, so much sex harassment, uh, so many sex crimes, uh, so much human trafficking? You know, how do you explain that incongruity? You are not telling how much uh, women representation in our parliament. Mm-hmm. Still, we have only nine to ten percent women uh, representing in parliament upper house right but you had a prime minister way ahead of i mean we still haven't have yet to get a, a woman president here in the united states and she, you had she was not uh, the prime minister because she was a woman she was from the nehru family or gandhi family mm-hmm. so she was uh, became she became prime minister See, uh, see, uh, the 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 promoting the leadership from the grassroots level is a different thing, and the leader's child is a leader is a different thing. So I don't think, uh, yes, after sixty-five years, we are realizing we had changed the government, but we had we have never changed the system. The colonial system is existing still today. 
but India does have uh, universe to universal franchise. Everyone can vote in India, and uh, and in many regions of the country, women vote in as high or even higher proportions than men. Right? Oh, you are forgetting the women are most illiterate people also mm-hmm. in India. Mm-hmm. So, are they voting against their interests? Yeah, no, not not against interest. Now, the political political people are buying votes. They are giving bribes. Mm-hmm. They are giving liquors to poor people and buying votes. And the intellectual mass, they 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 think it is a holiday for us. They don't go for the voting. So, do you fault the women who who have obtained power, whether it's Indira Gandhi or whether it's the women who have gotten on your Supreme Court or in your Parliament? Do you fault them for supporting a corrupt system and not working harder to make the lives of ordinary women better? I think so because. Of course, India is a big country. It's a hundred uh, 1.27 billion people are there, uh, different with different culture, different language, different. So, uh, making uh, you know, bringing them together is a very difficult part. But they could have developed a good system. They could have developed a good law, good judiciary system, good uh, administrative system for the people. Everywhere is corruption in my country. I'm a lawyer. When I'm going to court, the the even fourth grade employees also they asking for money, or they to move the file or fix up the date or something. I thought I'll not. I'm not going to give because I fighted against corruption. I left my job for that. I'll not give uh, yeah. money to them. I am feeling so difficulties. I am getting, uh, sometimes I irritated uh, when I am not getting support. If, if, if there is a system which is totally corrupt, it is very difficult to keep me away from that corrupt system. So, what will happen? One day I will think I will compromise with this system. So, in that way, the human characters changed. So society, even if community, mm-hmm. they are also influenced by the system. Yeah. Their character changes like this. There, there's no doubt about it that corruption is a huge problem in your yeah. country. Absolutely no doubt about it. But let, let me read to you what an Indian journalist wrote uh, shortly after that attack in New Delhi. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, The modern woman is seen to be on a collision course with our age-old traditions, part sex goddess, part super achiever, loathed and desired in equal measure, a profound fear and deep, almost pathological hatred of the woman who aspires to be anything more than mother and wife is justified on the grounds of tradition. So, isn't that, I mean, isn't that part of what you're saying about corruption and the law, which I'm sure is true, isn't there an element of truth in what this journalist is saying, that there's just an embedded view, a, a traditional conservative view that's uh, very hard to uh, to uh, displace? Now, why conservative view? See, uh, uh, when I came here, I saw that uh, every girls are uh, very free uh, in dress and uh, the in their uh, uh, moving uh, everywhere. 
very uh, safely and the male are also uh, there with them they are not looking at to them they are not bothering who, who, how they are dressed how short dress they are wearing but if you go to the you go to the india in my state if you wear a, the the girl will wear a short dress like a, a half pant or a banyan mm-hmm. everybody will look at to him her everybody will try to teach her so or mother hurt, also or hurt her right or but, or, but or attack her i attack mean attack her yeah so the mother always feels unsafe regarding her daughter that is why that leads her to be a conservative one mm-hmm. because of safety if you will feel secure there with our freedom and we are our everything you know then then the, the people will be you know they will not conservative whose responsibility it is the security the state responsibility the citizen security is the responsibility of the state and we are giving tax for that oh. but they are using it to protecting vips mm-hmm. to dealing with law and order they are not protecting women they are not protecting the common citizen you know there are those who believed or at least hope that economic development mm-hmm. would be the key to uh, improve the lives of ordinary women and for that matter ordinary men but but after two decades of rather robust economic growth in your country the results have not been uh, terribly impressive mm-hmm. even when compared to much poorer countries uh, bangladesh for example mm-hmm. which is a much poorer country mm-hmm. than india it said that women are healthier there mm-hmm. they're better educated they're better integrated into society so why do you think india hasn't done a better job of uh, of uh, utilizing that wealth to make the lives of women better why hasn't that economic growth not made a larger difference uh former prime minister rajiv gandhi said that mm. if we are giving 1 rupee to the grassroots level for development only 15 paise is going to the beneficiary mm. again corruption again corruption so corruption patriotic mindset the and uh, the faulty system the thing is not even if people are not aware about that which project which mm-hmm. program is going to the down for them they are not aware about it i have visited many tribal villages i have visited many uh, rural villages thousands of women were in my meeting i asked them directly uh, do you know How, what are the laws in favor of you do you know what are the program and projects of the government in favor of you only three or four women will stand up mm. and say about two three things we have 102 projects and programs going to the grassroots level in budgeted and non budgeted scheme they don't know about it they are not aware about it if they have no knowledge about it how they will ask to the government or government officials about that so that is the advantage for of government officials yeah to do corruption 
but you know you ask women you know what what's your knowledge of the laws that that, that you know can can help you uh, yeah. and the fact of the matter is half the women in India are illiterate right isn't that right like something like 50% of women in the in India are illiterate 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 cannot read no more than that more than 50% yeah so more than that and i read more than 50% of households do not have access to a toilet Yes. I've read right. that uh, immunization rates in India are among the lowest in the world. Yeah. Uh, that 71% of girls in India are undernourished. Right. These are terrible numbers. Terrible. terrible. And yet, you know, you had economic growth rates that were through the roof for a while. That is, economic growth is, a, again, a politics, like GDP rate. Yeah. They are mixing the, I told you, 10% people have plenty of money mm-hmm. in Swiss, uh, Swiss bank. And there is big difference between rich and poor. Mm-hmm. So we have people who doesn't have two times food. And we have people who can buy a country. So India is not uh, uh, differencing the uh, things between poor and uh, rich, they are just uh, taking, uh, just uh, similarize the uh, people, uh, like uh, they just think they generalize the people and they take the, you know, they done the study of G- GDP and they, they told that GDP is increasing. Mm. But that is not the real picture of India. Mm. That's it, a different. The real picture is not Bollywood. <laughs> exactly. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, you know, before we go much further, I do want to ask you about your background. Uh, you describe uh, your parents uh, as freedom fighters. Yeah. T- talk a little bit about them. Actually, uh, from childhood, uh, we uh, learned uh, simple living and high thinking. Because my father mother was dedicated social worker, they joined in land movement with Binova Bhabe, and they are Gandhian people, uh, they uh, believe in Gandhi's ideology, they were followers of Gandhi. And from very beginning in my house, there are big people, they came and they talk about the country's interest and uh, the democracy, lot of things. We are four sisters and we are well educated, but we never thought about making money or living a luxurious life. Rather, we always think how much uh, you, we have earned, minimum we will utilize for us, and uh, rest of money will uh, give it to others uh, who are not uh, able to, you know, uh, uh, they are, who are poor or who are not able to protect their mm-hmm. fundamental rights. So that was, that was the uh, feeling from the childhood. But uh, I had a, you know, I was, in, in my childhood, I was in a dreamland. Uh, because I was I, I, I learned from the music school and uh, dance school I have gone there and from childhood I learned that so I attended many programs I attended television show I attended I have done a, I have uh, I, act, I have done acting in a film so I thought I'll be in so you aspire to be a Bolly, a Bollywood star <laughs> right? I thought sometime yeah. I, I, I thought sometime that I'll be a star or I'll be an actress in future uh-huh. 
So, but uh, uh, my turning point was when I became the uh, students' union president in my college. Uh, I got chance to visit some villages of my state to look after the to look uh, uh, the health issue of the uh, village people. I saw a child. There is a lot of child mortality in India also, I, you know that. So a child is dying position and her mother is crying because of malnutrition. And uh, they, are, they don't have money to uh, treat him. Or, uh, that's very miserable condition. I could not resist that things. I thought I, I should do something for this child. Mm-hmm. You uh, created a shelter. Yeah. for uh, uh, sexually exploited women and girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that, how, how many women at any one time are in this shelter? Yeah, that's a transit home. It's, it's, we are not keeping for women forever. Because right, so, is, how long, so how many women and how long is the average stay? Maximum, uh, I have kept uh, women like uh, one and a half year or two years. Yeah. Uh, maximum. Two years. Two maxim- years. Yeah, maximum okay. two years. But within that and time. And how many women are there living there at any one time? Pardon? How many women are living there at any one, at any one time? One time there is 50, uh, 50 women, 50 to 60 women okay. can stay. But when you yeah. see a woman who has been abandoned by her family mm-hmm. because, you know, she was raped or she mm-hmm. got fell into a life of prostitution or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it, how likely is it, how realistic is it to uh, expect that the family c- can be convinced to take her back. No, it is. Uh, uh, it is. It happens with uh, because initially it was very difficult for me, but now it is easier for me because easier easier because everybody watching TV, everybody is watching me advocating. Because with this you issue. become famous. Yeah, I become. And famous. you can leverage that. Yeah. To influence these influence families. Influence the people. Influence the community. So this Bollywood training did have uh, <laughs> a certain. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it did come in handy. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. I think so. I think so. But no, if genuinely you are doing something, I feel so. And genuinely you are, uh, you, that things is in your heart, you can influence the people. Which I practiced, I can tell others to practice. How often are you successful? What, uh, what percentage of the time are you successful in convincing a family to take a young girl back? 50%? No, more than that. 80%? 89%. That's pretty good. Yes. Pretty good. Yes. What's it like to be a law school student in India? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's good uh, uh, to be a lawyer. Rather, we are thinking everybody should now, every student should have some law course. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was the name of the law school you went to? Oh, uh, it was uh, uh, Dinobandhu Sahu Law College. That is another local. I, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Yeah, but, uh, that's uh, a local one. How many women in your class? Oh, very less. Were uh, you? Yeah. And in law practitioner also very less women are working. So how many out of, how big was your class and how many women were in it? It was, uh, it was 40, 50 uh, students there. Right. Uh, but uh, women are two percent. You have developed a reputation yeah. as someone who takes cases on that other lawyers shy away from. 
correct? Yeah, yeah. And uh, in that regard, I want to ask you about the Papilli gang rape case mm-hmm. that you worked on. Yeah. Uh, this was a gang rape that occurred actually just a month before the New Delhi gang yeah. rape that we've been yeah. talking about. Yeah. And in that instance, as in the New Delhi mm-hmm. uh, attack, the victim died. Mm-hmm. You represented the interests of the fa- of the victim's family, correct? Yeah. yeah. And you found yourself not only pitted against the alleged assailants and their yeah. lawyers, yeah. But you also found yourself pitted against the police and a uh, a very powerful cabinet minister yeah. in your home state of Orissa yeah. named uh, Pradeep Maharathi. Yeah. So, how did that confrontation develop? Yeah, he. Uh, anyway, we uh, we had a fact finding on that. After that fact finding, we we have a campaign against uh, the whoever may be the culprit. Not only Pradeep Maharathi, we I. What I, was what was he doing? What was that? What was Mr. Maharathi doing that you felt you know you you were fighting him as well as. Uh, representing the interests of the family. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just uh, uh, I just explaining how we uh, fighted that case. That when we have done the fact finding, when we uh, got some facts that so these these are the people who are involved in this murder and rape. Mm-hmm. So we raise voice against them. That is a, one police investigating officer. Another is SP. I particularly I raised the voice against the SP and minister because SP was the person uh, because rape is a special reported case. SP is the person who is supposed to know within 24 hours that that was a special reported case, and SP could have done something earlier to protect that girl, but she has not done anything. That is why we. We raised the uh, voice when uh, our chief minister was uh, not in the state; he was in the um, in the Delhi, and uh, so he listened to the media that I am talking. That the Home Department is responsible because the SP also responsible for this, and Home Department is not get, taking any action against SP. And SP, also, I'm just what is that? Superintendent of Police. Okay. Yeah. So he's not, he's a higher officer, you know, IPS officer. Mm-hmm. So when I raised that, again, immediately Chief Minister came and uh, transferred that person from that place. And uh, regarding the Pradeep Maharathi, there was a, several dialogue in the media. Even Pradeep Maharathi wife also was with me in the same dialogue. He tried to, she tried to protect her husband. I told her, see, this is not about your husband. This is about your the women of our country, our state. You are also a woman. So you should not protect uh, him like this. You should think about the um, ideology or ethics. So anyway, the government was in pressure and they... Uh, asked him to resign from his post. I just be clear. Well, what exactly was he trying to do? How was he involved in this case? Okay, he's uh, he has protected that uh, criminals. The assailants who were uh, involved uh, in this game. He tried to protect them. And why was he no, trying? No. What is our fact finding? He has a 
the drama uh, organization like uh, you know the theater he has a theater and that girl was a good singer mm. and he tried before to bring that girl to uh, to sing for her his theater mm. but that girl uh, she didn't agree because she wanted to continue her study then that fellow has lot of antisocial people with him and see maybe some uh, young boys they uh, they got advantage they supported by this fellow and they have attacked that girl and uh, they try to they try to motivate her when she denied mm. then they attack her i see and uh, after that when these things happened since one and half month that girl suffered like anything but the minister protected that culprits by influencing police and other uh, administration for not to arrest that culprits mm, i see so that is why they are so you forced that cabinet minister ultimately to resign yeah. correct yeah uh, not me we yeah. we the women organization you are a primary yeah. force in that <laughs> yeah. does caste still play a major role in indian society does it does it really determine still to a large extent where people end up in life and what justice what kind of justice they receive or do not receive is, is that still does caste still play a role that that that's important yeah caste uh, because uh, political people uh, playing with casteism because they know how to divide and rule mm-hmm. that is why they are, they have uh, you know taking these issues uh, very nicely very de- deliberately but uh, in indian society Uh, yes there was a lot of uh, casteism and uh, there is a feelings for upper caste and lower caste yeah. there is a difference between uh, but uh, because of illiteracy again if there is a uh, in town there is no casteism or uh, feelings of the mm-hmm. kind of in the in the city there is no feeling because we are uh, we are sharing our uh, uh, thoughts uh, or we are sharing yeah, sitting in yeah. the same place the but i mean like who people who people who know you even casually yeah. would they necessarily know what caste you're from no i don't think uh, i don't think they they don't i i never uh, uh, given impression to the people that which caste i am from because i the go to the very people know you who do not necessarily know what caste you from exactly yeah. exactly so the who are educated who yeah. are in the in a position people never ask them so i don't know if this is an impolite question but let me ask you and you can tell me it's none of my business but what caste are you from <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm I'm Mahanti and Okay, now what does that mean? Are you in the, the middle? There's Brahman is the top. Top. Next is Mahanti. So you're one notch down. Yeah. So what were the implications of that? Did that give you certain options that you otherwise No, no, I don't think that is uh, you know that caste is not at all a, uh, you know uh, you know is a parameter to judge a person. Mhm. I think if somebody is knowledgeable somebody has the 
uh, has uh, the humanity quality and uh, somebody has uh, the you know on, has power to understand the uh, people's or the society uh, uh, i think enough it is enough but you don't, do you caste. consider the fact that you're you know relatively high up in the caste hierarchy that that gave you advantages that you otherwise wouldn't have had no i don't think uh-huh. i don't think uh-huh. because uh-huh. i i have also know uh, many uh, dalit women who are very powerful mm-hmm. who are with me mm-hmm. we are working together mm-hmm. They are in politics. They are in uh, social uh, leader. They yeah. are in different uh, place. I think education is the main problem with us. If in in rural area, if in community, everybody will be educated. Everybody will have some work, good work. Right. The casteism will be over. But people who are from higher caste, do they have better access to education? Uh, y- yes. Yes. So you had access to education that you perhaps wouldn't have had if you were much lower down. No, actually, in the pecking no, order. actually, another another factor also the poverty. Right. People who was who are in uh, higher caste, they are always uh, you know they are from the beginning they are rich, and uh, few people are poor but they are rich. Yeah. You know. So it's a, it's a combination, isn't it? It's yeah. caste and class and gender yeah. that combine combined to to a large extent determine yeah. your fate. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's yeah. true. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. You've been talking an awful lot about corruption, and yeah. and certainly, uh, it, it I, I think that uh, the police and local officials are justifiably mistrusted by a lot of people. So, so given that mistrust, and, and given that so many of these policemen and local officials haven't earned that trust, I'm, I'm wondering how you view the tactics of a woman named Sampat Paul, who's gotten a fair amount of publicity lately. Uh, uh, she's from the uh, um, the state of Uda Pradesh. Have, have you heard of her? Yeah. She's this woman who uh, started a gang of women mm-hmm. called the Gulabi Gang, mm-hmm. and they wear pink saris mm-hmm. and they uh, carry around these big sticks that are mm-hmm. painted pink. And on occasion, they beat up people, including policemen, mm-hmm. when they refuse to investigate rapes. Um, you know, they're vigilantes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a country where there is so much corruption, mm-hmm. uh, is a little vigilantism, do you think, a good thing? Uh, yeah, I, I, I like uh, my sister. Uh, and uh, I also know about the Gulabi gang. Uh, it is uh, in in my uh, case also. I have uh, in community level. I have created community vigilance group. Have you beaten up anybody? Have you beaten up anybody with a stick? No, and just I'm telling that. <laughs> just I'm telling that. So th- what they, they what they are doing? They are uh, using the law. Uh, using their uh, solidarity to forcing uh, uh, the police or system to take the action in legal way. Right. Uh, whatever they are doing, uh, yeah. I think that is, uh, if somebody will take it uh, in different way, there will be a problem. 
because it is a, it is a beating somebody it is a illegal yeah things. i mean they've taken it to the next step yeah. they're beating up people yeah, and that, i think there has been there have been criminal charges yeah, filed against yeah, this woman yeah yeah that is a that, that again again that will put them in trouble so if you'll be in trouble then how you'll fight for another trouble mm-hmm. so well i did see a documentary about her yeah. and she she's illiterate yeah but she's obviously quite smart mm-hmm. uh, she's uh, fearless yeah and uh you know it, it appears that she's quite influential uh, mm-hmm. you know in the documentary uh, she was asked about mahatma gandhi mm-hmm. and she said uh, you know i really admire mahatma gandhi he's the father of my country mm-hmm. but i have a different style is how she put it <laughs> so you know uh, she's an interesting lady yeah, interesting but, lady. But yeah. you don't see yourself resorting to violence anytime yeah, soon. No, I, I believe in non-violence. Uh-huh. I believe in using law and using the system yeah. in favor of the citizens who are deprived. We can get the result. Yeah. And But for that, we also need knowledge. Yeah. Because I have law knowledge. I have a lot of experience working with the public field, with government system also. Yeah. I could do it. Yeah. So maybe that uh, woman is is really wanting to do something for the public, but she has not that uh, knowledge how to use the law and how to use the system in favor of the woman. That is why she is uh, trying to do something else. So when she will get the charm of the uh, uh, the law and uh, the you know, using that system, uh, law in favor of the citizen. Hmm. So maybe she will adopt the Mahatma Gandhi's way. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she's. You know, I mean, it seems to be working for her in an odd sort of way. But you know, when I read about what Sampat Pal, mm-hmm. Sampat Pal has uh, yeah. is doing, yeah. you know, I'm I'm rather amazed uh, that she's still alive. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to be blunt about it, I have to say that. Uh, uh, I wonder how it is that you're still alive, because mm-hmm. certainly you've made your share of enemies. Mm-hmm. How would you answer that question? The enemies? Yeah. How, how, how is it that you've managed to stay out of danger, given uh, all the enemies that you've made? Yeah, that is a big challenge for me. Always I am facing a lot of problems, a lot of challenges, like uh, sometimes the criminals who are... Uh, after me, uh, who are big people, politicians who are after me, of course they are not uh, 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 directly, they are not uh, addressing or doing anything against me or speaking against me because they know I have a lot of public support, media support and everything. But indirectly they are trying to tarnish my image, they are trying to uh, attack me, they are trying to kidnap my son also. Yeah, Uh, and and I want to ask you about that. And this goes back to uh, February 2010, uh, when you asked for police protection for yourself and your family, uh, and and particularly your school-age son. And uh, what started it all was a, as I understand it, was a series of very threatening calls. Yeah. Describe those phone calls. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, in one case, there was we we uh, we uh, have uh, trapped one trafficker, and uh, 
that was uh, actually that was supported by some police officials and also some um, civilians officials and that fellow was uh, quite uh, you know well connected uh, because of uh, he's running a sex trade. Didn't he say to you that he had the commissioner in his pocket, the, the yeah, chief of deputy, police in his pocket? Yeah, deputy commissioner he said, is in his pocket. He said, yeah. he said to you as well, you have created problems for me and I will hurl bombs and kill you and your family. Yes. He, and, and, he has and you used, felt that he was going to ki- try to kidnap your son, He correct? used so bad filthy language every time. Well, you know, let, let me ask you this. You know, it, it's one thing to put your own life on the line Line, uh, for a noble cause, but as a mother, how did you come to term with the knowledge that the work, the good work that you were doing, was putting your own son in danger? Uh, how did you How do you come to grips with that? Yeah, when that uh, that uh, time was really hard for me. Uh, my husband, my family members, all told like this. Is your that, what, what is your, is your uh, husband a lawyer as well? No. What, what does he do? For he's a, a development uh, professional. So everybody, you know, in my family also told me, what kind of work you are doing and uh, all the family members are in danger and your life also. Mm-hmm. I didn't reply. And after that, I just told them that everybody will die in a day. And nobody knows uh, who will die in which way. Maybe in snake bite, maybe in accident, maybe in heart attack. Nobody knows who will die in which way. So why I will fear or I will stop my good work that uh, fearing that that person will kill me? No, he also doesn't know how he will die. So how he can decide or somebody can decide that... Uh, mind it. It is, you know. Does your husband feel the same way? He was not convinced in my, uh, in my. Uh, if he told you to dialogue. stop, if he told you to stop, would you? No, he'll not tell. He'll not. He he knows that uh, I'm determined because before my marriage there was a condition. You made a condition. Yes. Yeah. And, and there which many, was many many uh, came to me. That was two condition with my family. I have told before that you are you do arrange marriage anything, whomever maybe. But two condition: he will not ask for dowry, and he will respect my work. What I'll do. Those were the two conditions. Two conditions. Uh huh. And in that two condition, he has accepted, and I married him. That is why... Even when that work was endangering your son? My son is a very brave boy. He is... Uh, he also... Underst- now he is also trying to understand my work. And uh, he is also encouraging me. No, mom, you need uh, your, your... You know, uh, the most uh, vulnerable children are... Uh, you know, they are also... Uh, they need you. They, they, you should work for them, and I am happy that you are working for them. He's also giving, he is encouraging me, and you know, my child. I am. I always believe, if somebody is doing good work, mm. that blessing will uh, definitely go to her child. 
and I might, I, I'm confident that nothing will be happen with my child. Hmm. You know, when I uh, was doing the research for this interview, there was one statistic in particular that I found quite shocking, and it had to do with how many women are burned to death every year. Mm-hmm over dowries. In fact, there was one estimate that I read that every 58 minutes in yeah. India, yeah. a woman is murdered in this fashion yeah. because her family did not come up with a large enough dowry to satisfy the husband. And, and, and this is in a country where, you know, since 1961, the giving and taking of dowries, of dowries was, was, has been illegal. Yeah. So, so how, how do you even begin to uh, tackle a problem like that? Yeah, dowry is a big problem in, in the, basically in the rural area, not tribal area. Tribal system is different. Mm. But rural area and urban area, dowry is a big problem. And you are very right. Every day I am getting cases of dowry, uh, born case and death. And you know, after that case, uh, you know, the incident, if the family member will go to report the police, police will tell, no, 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 see, he, see, uh, commit suicide. Mm, that's because, right. They're, all, they're often portrayed as accidents. Yeah. Or, or suicide. Suicide. Yeah. So it's so badly they will take, in, take, in, take this issue. So that is no, that is that is neither a good mindset for this tackling the situation in the administrative level and political level, nor a, there is no you know social uh, uh, check in balance yeah. uh, system also. That is also a, a big moderation for us, and uh, particularly me. You go back to 1978. Mm-hmm. There was a gang rape in Hyderabad mm-hmm. in which the, uh, the, the victim was raped not simply by an ordinary gang of thugs. She was raped by a group of policemen. Mm-hmm. And just like you know what happened in New Delhi last winter, mm-hmm. uh, there were massive demonstrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were laws passed. Mm-hmm. There were commissions created. Mm-hmm. And, and yet nothing much changed mm-hmm. for women in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the courts are still overcrowded. Uh, the laws, the police are still ignoring these crimes. Uh, it's and and women are still strongly deterred from pressing charges. So, are you at all optimistic that this time around, after all the attention that was paid to what happened in New Delhi last winter, that things will be different? That that this gap between the enactment of laws and the enforcement of those laws will narrow in a lasting and meaningful way? Yeah, it, it can be happened if, uh, you know, state, uh, if state, every state will take it differently because it is also state's responsibility to protect uh, their citizens. And uh, the law, whatever the national law, uh, that should be implemented by the state people uh, because there is a big gap uh, between the implementation of the law, enforcement and making the law. Making the law is very easy. Mm. They are sitting and telling that this law has been passed. Uh, 
But when enforcement is coming, uh, you know, we are f f uh, you know, getting very few uh, you know, action has been taken by the uh, state government or uh, government itself. Like uh, for uh, the huge trafficking, sex trafficking is going on in our country. So we also uh, fight for good policy, fight for good law in favor of trafficking, sex trafficking victims. We fight with lot. Now there is a good law for uh, to protection of trafficking victim. And also uh, centrally they have sent some letters uh, or uh, notifications to and are directed uh, to state government to develop some system like AHRT, anti-human trafficking cell or something to, to monitor trafficking, to stop women trafficking, human trafficking. But pain and paper they have opened it. They, have a, they had a meeting but there is no infrastructure, there is no extra budget system, there is no operationalized uh, of that system. So uh, that you know, we are bothering, that is, that is the problem we are facing that even if the good laws are there, even if the uh, direction was there in pen and paper, unless until they will not practice it, Unless until they will not implement it properly, nothing is going to happen. So are you optimistic that things will get better? I always hope for better. Even if, if there is 100% corruption, if I'll be the one who is non-corrupt, it will be 99. Rutuparna Mohanty, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. And good luck to you. Thank you Take very care. much. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.